Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. This is Uncle CB here, and I've got Victor Speck on the other side. What's up, yo? What's popping? Nice to, you know, <laughs> chat with everybody. You know, that's, every, that's, my, that's my signature. I have to do that every time. What's popping? Like, huh? Mm-hmm. Let me let me answer in the name of the fans uh, as to what's popping here. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, on my side, things are going good. Things are going good, yeah. especially after this weekend. Uh, you know, things are going really, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we're both in high spirits as compared to what was last week. <laughs> For me, at least. But you were still on high spirits. But, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't really on high spirits last week. I was just kind of like, oh, this is nice. We're doing okay, mm-hmm. you know. Thank, thank God, you know. And then she hit the fan and, when, man, you beat Arsenal. Th- and then... This, this, no, honestly, I've actually been very grounded compared to what I usually will be. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a few Arsenal fans that have kind of riled me up a little bit. Uh, but um, overall, I was actually looking for this one guy on Twitter, this one dude. <laughs> oh, man. I can't remember what his name is. but He's a, he, he's a menace. <laughs> he, he's not a menace. He reps like uh, Democratic uh, Republic of Congo flag on his handle. That's his, and then and then he has like this like you know that light skinned dog. You know that uh, mm. picture of uh, when they say oh you know how how light skinned people's face looks mm-hmm. like when when they take a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, he uh, he was uh, repping that um, that dog as his uh, uh, you Emoji? know as his yeah as his uh, uh, avi. That's avatar. what they call avatar. Yeah, and they had like a hat and all this stuff. Anyway, I was looking for this dude because. I just, I was like, let me go see what your your tweets look like. This guy was talking mad shit earlier <laughs> this season. I don't know what it is with Arsenal fans, man. And like, mind you, like, the Arsenal fans are like that one, fr- not really friend, but that one person you know that is like annoying, but like, you just like, not really tolerate them, but you just try to get away from them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But they just keep coming back to you for whatever reason. Uh, they, they 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 keep coming back. You know that's that's the vibe. That's that's the way ours. And this guy has been giving it all season. <laughs> when we when we lost the two one, we lost the four nil. He has been giving it. He's been making fun of Sancho. He's been making fun of Rashford. He's been giving it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing with Arsenal fans. When, when things are good. They're really high on their mountain. It's no, no. It's <laughs> not even. It's not even that. It's like, bro. Like, we're not even looking at your corner. We yeah. are just worrying about our shit. Yeah, like, we yeah. know we're bad. Yeah. We're worrying about our shit. But these guys, they worried about you. <laughs> they, you know, they took it an extra level and they were like, yeah, you know, United. Mm. Like, anyway, so I went on this Twitter and I was just trying to like, you know, find out what he was and that I've never seen a much more humble, quieter guy. See. Like this whole this weekend really really shut this motherfucker up. Yeah. I haven't seen a much more humble and quieter dude. What was it that I said? I think it was last week in the context of like uh, uh, basically how everybody has gotten humbled. The only person who's left is Arsenal. Yeah, and I said <laughs> Arsenal's time is coming. Yeah, right. Yeah. Whether this game or the next game, they will get humbled. Yeah, and that's no, exactly what they, happened. They absolutely deserved it, man. They really deserved it. I think, man, the the memes that were popping off, like, like, babe, where's the remote? Oh, you should check it. You should check it where Arsenal's at. <laughs> and then, and then the girls like, huh? And then he's like, at the top of the table. Yeah, like, yeah they, they, they are like, they've been, they've been really dishing it. And fair enough to them, they've been, they've looked really, really good, good this yeah. season. Uh, but we'll we'll cover that in our segment today. Yeah. So what are we covering today? We're covering um, 
We're covering Arsenal against Manchester United. Yeah. We're gonna cover Chelsea against. Who did Chelsea play against? <laughs> West Ham, bro. Come on. What the of hell? course, of course. I always have to say it like that because you know. The, nah, you the, forgot. You nah, I didn't. Play. I didn't forget, bro. Oh, I didn't man. forget. <laughs> I didn't forget because you know, at the end of the day, in London, all that matters is Chelsea. <laughs> we don't care about Arsenal. We don't care about freaking West Ham. We don't care about what's their name, Fulham. We don't care about Tottenham. But even Crystal though, they, even Palace, though they rubbed us the Brighton. wrong way that first game, but man, there's a there's a lot of London clubs. There's a lot of London clubs. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'm just like, yeah, Chelsea was just facing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Chelsea against West Ham. Um, we're gonna touch a bit on you know Haaland and his menace, his menace series. Um, <laughs> we'll do a little bit of the context of like what happened in the previous games and the midweek games. Not gonna go too deep into that. Um, Ten Hag's brilliance, um, and we'll touch maybe on the on the Italian on the Italian derby, right? Yeah, we, we gotta cover we gotta cover the the Milan derby. I, yeah. I know you didn't watch this game, but I did. So yes, it's, uh, it was it was a whole lot of fun. I I really really enjoyed enjoyed this game. It was mm-hmm. actually quite a blast. Yes, and we'll also talk about Everton. Against Liverpool, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't watch that game. You have to cover that because I didn't. I don't know what happened. I just saw a couple of things, but honestly, I didn't really give a shit. Yeah, those two teams, I don't really give a damn. Yeah, um, Liverpool really not knocking anything right now. So yeah, so for me, gotta... for me, it was like, eh, whatever happens, happens with that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and the we'll one, also, we'll also touch a little bit on the transfer window. Yeah, we'll, the business. Of yeah, we we want to give out some ratings on how we did uh, for our clubs and you know see see you know you know if you were to rate it what that would look like so lots yeah. lots of content today mm-hmm. we're hoping to keep them compact keep it sweet and short as best as possible yeah uh just so that we can cover uh, a bunch of these items and then for the teams that we didn't cover sorry but hopefully next time we can we can touch on touch on you guys's uh, uh stuff right all right man the big game manchester united versus arsenal very very big game this weekend <laughs> So, uh, first thing I saw when I saw this, I saw the lineup, and I was like, he's continuing it. Consistency. Yes, yes. Consistency. And people were crying, man. On the, on the group chat, people were crying on the Real Footy Talk. People were like, yo, man, put Casemiro in. Why is McTominay in? Mm. I'm like, but you guys got to realize, like, McTominay hasn't really done something stupid yet. He hasn't really been bad. So, why would you take him out of the lineup now? And um, basically, it, it fell back to that thing where it's like, you know, when the, when the recipe is working, you don't change it, right? You keep it the same. Until maybe you start to see a little bit of cracks, then you start to be like, you start to wonder, can I do something better mm. to make sure that, you know, it's fixed, right? But um, besides that, I looked at it, I saw the lineup, I was happy. I thought, man, I'm like, and I called this game. I said, man, you was going to beat Arsenal. I said mm. it straight up. I told the guys... Like you, you Arsenal's about to get humbled, and even Felix, Felix was also saying it too. He's like, I have an agenda, but in order, and I like the way Arteta and his team are doing right now. But in order for my agenda to go through, <laughs> Arsenal must fall. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, that makes sense. That makes absolute sense. And uh, so the game started, right? And then I'm just watching it, and I'm like, Man, they're playing ball. Arsenal's trying to come. Arsenal's trying to come. But the thing is, like, 
Mind you, was so defensive, de- defensively resolute to the point where it's like Arsenal were not getting shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, they weren't getting anywhere. But I, I, I want to chat on one thing. You know, before we even get right into the game, the free lineup. Yeah. Uh, because I also was not even not because I don't. I actually one thing with me, a lot of people may not know, but before the games, I've been this season specifically. I've been staying away from looking at uh, the starting lineup mm-hmm. until the game literally starts. starts. Like the game starts on the pitch, I don't really care. I don't want to know who's uh, on the on the starting lineup. Yeah. But I I think a part of this is because of the the loss against um, Brentford, Brentford and Brighton. Brighton. Those two losses, the two B's. You know, for me, it just you know I had I had to. Uh, oh yeah, Brentford, another London club. Anyway, yeah. I had to um, distance myself a lot from okay. I need to see what I want. Mm-hmm. This also happened with Ole. Uh, I, I distanced myself a lot of that where I said, I, I need to get away from what do I want to see in this game mm-hmm. and need to focus on what needs to happen in this game. Yeah. So is, uh, you know, the, the McTominay thing, people who said Casemiro uh, are right. I mean, sorry, Casemiro needs to come into the, the lineup. I think they're right. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why I, I think they're right. Uh, the reason why I gave you this example with Luke Shaw. Yeah, Luke Shaw for one season when we purchased Telus, mm-hmm. uh, Luke Shaw was even before that. Luke Shaw was the one calling, "Hey, we need signings, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, we need more people to improve yeah. the squad." Mm-hmm. Then they signed a player to compete with them, and Luke Shaw was like, "Nani." Yeah. Next minute, the rest is history. Yeah. People said to call him Shaberto Carlos. Yeah, yeah. Carlos. Yeah. Um, he stepped up. He stepped up. Yeah. But he did it for what? One, one season. One season. Mm-hmm. Players like that will always have a tendency to regress to the mean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and and the difference, the big difference between, you know, uh, Scott McTominay and Casimiro is clear. Mm-hmm. One plays for Brazil. The other plays as the Backup as the no, not backup. He plays as the third best center back mm-hmm. for Scotland. Wow! He plays as their third best center back for center Scotland. Back. He is not good enough to <laughs> play in his own midfield. Yeah, they have to play him as a center back. Yeah, a third, a part of a three-man center back <laughs> position. Just imagine this. Yeah, the other one has won five Champions Leagues, right? This one has not has won one anything. Yeah, the other one has won three. La Ligas. Mm-hmm. This one hasn't won anything. Mm-hmm. Look, uh, we can we can be whatever we want to be on this. Uh, Casimiro is clearly night and day better. The pedigree, um, the Absolutely. pedigree already yeah. has it. But, <coughs> but that is not that is, that not, is not how the game. That's is not played. how the game is played. Yeah, because Eric Ten Hag explained um, later on in his interview why that this player understands my system. He's mm-hmm. fit. He knows what's going on, and mm-hmm. it's going to take time. Now, people who make the same argument for Anthony on his debut, mm-hmm. but Anthony also knows Ten Hag's system. Mm-hmm. Let's just answer that right, right clear as night and day. So, I don't, I don't, I think people need to get away from the habit of uh, what you want to see yeah. versus what needs to happen. Yeah. Sorry, you got you carry on ahead. Absolutely, yeah. And we saw Anthony come in, and man, he was good too. Like it was very composed. It looked like. The the millions that were spent wasn't even weighing on his shoulder, but when he scored the goal, it could you could feel like it just like lifted off, like as if like all of a sudden, 
there was that pressure. Mm. And then it just lifted off, you know? But yeah, he got it done. He scored he, on his he, day. He didn't, he didn't play like he had pressure, though. I no, that's what I I'm saying. I didn't he, feel like he, he, this guy was tense. Like, there was no, like, money situation that was going through his head. Like, I just came in on this massive amounts of fucking flow that I need to freaking, you know, spend and repay that, you know? He just played like, I'm just this kid that is on the training pitch and I'm just loving the game. And yeah. that was just, it was so nice to see. Because usually when players come in, they... You could tell, like, they're, they're under so much pressure. They're sweating. You know what I mean? But then he just, like, made it so easy. Took his chance when he came. Even had some nice shots. You know what I mean? Like, tried to do some things. And it worked, right? Yeah. So, um, it was actually very good to play him. I think, uh, I think it was good because you just spend that much money on him. You know what I mean? Like, plus as well, he, like you said, he knows Ten Hag's system. Yeah. And how Ten Hag wants to play. And that was very good. You know, once we saw that, it was like, okay, yeah. I knew this was going to be a battle. But before that, there was that situation where it was, um, what was it? Erickson got stuck on the ball. And I guess. Yes. And then the the foul on Erickson. Yeah. Um, and Martinelli scored off a, off a breakaway that uh, Odegaard sent the ball through. And basically, they called it off because they said Erickson was fouled. I think he was fouled, to be honest. A lot of people were telling me we don't think he was fouled, but I guess it's, it's going to be a controversial topic, right? But the fact is, Erickson covered the ball well. He shielded it, so he shielded it in a way that when he when he took the touch and he he he, he like touched the ball away from his leg, yeah, Odegaard took him, yeah, right. So I think it was a foul all day. You know, Arsenal fans can cry about it all day. But well, one thing I I want to say about this, see, look, I don't like to on this on this show, and maybe you guys probably have heard this before. There's there's important parts that we've never never covered before, especially like you know foul on players and mm -hmm. things like that. I like to stay away from things like that. Mm -hmm. But one thing I'm going to call out on this one was this was a clear foul, um, and the referee I can't remember his name, Paul Tierney, maybe that's him. Mm -hmm. um, absolutely bottle that like you clearly can see that he fouled him yeah if this was prior to var let's say or they've annulled var mm -hmm. they would not call that goal off yeah, yeah, yeah. right so referees really gotta be improved with the, the way they make their own decision their like I, I know i know i know referees uh you know have a tough job they have a tough mm -hmm. gig i'm not one to rile on them I, I and i hate to get into this whole var conversation i feel like people overdo it yeah it's like, guys, it's here. It's, it's here to stay regardless. But at the same time, referees need to take better ownership of their decision-making mm -hmm. than that. So, anyway, that was my own two cents on that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so, um, I was seeing McTominay winning the ball up high in the pitch. Yeah. That was something I was seeing. People were like, but he's not doing... But I was looking at it and I was like, they're like, they're like he's, not, he's not doing enough. And I'm like, what, what do you... Enough? What is enough? <laughs> yeah. And I'm looking at Ericsson. I'm seeing him make mistakes. I'm seeing Ericsson make mistakes, but I'm yeah, also seeing I'm also seeing him make those plays. Mm. So it's double. It's 50-50 for Ericsson. But McTominay was playing really well. Yeah. Like, he was playing really well. And sometimes the position was lacked with Ericsson, so that's why McTominay was not pushing up as high as he should have been. Yeah. Right? Because obviously your mid needs to be in sync. If not, they're going to play those balls over and you're done. Right? Yeah. So um, I thought McTominay was pretty, he was pretty solid. Up until the point where <laughs> the WWE move on Gabriel Jesus. 
No, 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 no. That, that one, no. I, I actually love that. Anyway, but yeah. I thought I thought he was solid. I think yeah. he did what he needed to do. The tactical he, fouls. He's doing his job. He's like doing guys, his job. like look, I, I keep saying it. Stay away from what you want to happen yeah. versus what needs to happen. happen. Look, the kid is doing well. Mm-hmm. Ten Hag obviously is working on him somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 work that Ten Hag is putting on this on this kid really is. I think it's making a difference for yeah. him. And we're not only just seeing that. Like, I know people made, uh, gave Ericsson the man of the match on this. My man of the match was actually, uh, Bruno. no, Diogo Dalot. Oh, yeah. um, this is a guy that personally, I was just like, what does this kid offer? Mm-hmm. He's not good defensively. Yeah. Offensively, he's not very good. And then all of a sudden, he's starting to like, you're like watching him now. You're like, he's, He's better. Like mm-hmm. I can see, I can see he's better now. Yeah, I can see the confidence the way he plays. Mm-hmm. I can see the way he moves the ball. I can see the aggression mm-hmm. he shows on the football pitch. He's intense. He's like he is. He's looking way better than ever. He's matured. This is the same thing I think that's happening with Scott McTominay right now. The coaching, you can tell the coaching is working. Mm-hmm. But then also the other thing too as well, the the partnership. The not only the partner, yeah, the partnership. So he has Ericsson, a guy who can he can give the ball to. That was yeah. very a good call. Actually, that's one of the things I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. He has Ericsson, he can give the ball to that can that's much more secure and he can trust. And then if Ericsson makes a mistake, he's a cover for Ericsson, yes, right? Exactly. So there's like a good synergy there. Yeah. But then the final thing is the competition now. I mm-hmm. think he's looking at the bench and it's like Casimiro is on the fucking bench. bench. If I fuck up, he is gonna take my that's like yeah. I cannot make a mistake. Yeah. And that is a lev- elevated performance. This is a big thing for me, competition for places. Mm-hmm. When we were having things like back in the day where everybody were like, oh yeah, Rashford is the guy on the left wing. Nobody mm. can take him. This was Ole's biggest problem. Yeah. Nobody can touch him. He had Ra- no competition. He had nothing to improve yeah, for. He had no but all of a sudden now, you throw in Anthony in there, you throw in now Sancho, who's mm-hmm. actually who I think is a different profile of a player yeah. out on the left wing. Rashford now is now like, huh? I gotta score the goals. Mm-hmm. I gotta do my job here. Yeah, he's not that good. Yeah, he's yeah. not. He's not playing phenomenally, mm-hmm. but he's doing the job, job that he needs to do. Needs to do. Yeah. And this is the key thing here. Like you have to. People have to understand this. There's so many things that involve when it comes to improving performance of a player. Yeah. But one of the best things that drives performance forward is competition, competition. for places. Yes. When you realize that your role is jeopardized. Mm-hmm. I have to get on that pitch and yeah. do a good job. We just did this like uh, what was it last week? Yeah, yeah, with our yeah, yeah with, uh, with, with, uh, with Spitfire. Yeah, yeah. Right? He came in there and basically benched the guys who were were top dogs, right? Who thought they were top? Who dogs. Who thought they were top dogs? Yeah. And they had to wake up and yeah. they, and they actually scored goals. Yeah. yeah so yeah, absolutely. I think I think that that is a that is a brilliant way of. Uh, of doing things and we're actually going to transcend in, into the next uh when we go into chelsea as well mm-hmm. we're going to speak about that as well but yeah man so i thought this was like i thought he was like very good so then it goes one zero then arsenal comes back they tie the game but i i'm pretty sure i told these guys on the group chat when it was one zero at halftime somebody said arsenal will score i said that may be arsenal will score and Felix brought up his thing again, and he said football is ninety minutes. I said football is ninety minutes, but guaranteed Manchester United will score again, right? And because I could see, I could just see it. Like 
Arsenal can't live with that pressure. And the, if the pressure is coming and they push, they're pushing high, they will get beat on the counter, right? Yeah. So basically, I was looking at that and I was like, this is this is definitely gonna change things. And man, Bruno, I gotta give it to Bruno, man. Two, he, he assisted both goals actually, right? Um, the first goal was Rashford. The second goal was um, I'm, my brain is wrong. It was Bruno. Like, I think it was Bruno. Yes, it yeah, was Bruno. The second Bruno. goal was Bruno, yeah. and the third goal was Ericsson. Yes. Yeah. The 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 thing is the the eye of the pass that Bruno has. I don't think I don't think even in this game he made like he didn't make a mistake. He 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 didn't make too much of a mistake. Yeah. He, um, as a, compared to like before. Yeah. His approach his approach to this game was quite solid actually. Yeah. I just my own thing with Bruno. I I keep saying it. These guys all regress to the mean, mean or yeah. they will become they will become what they become throughout the season. Right. Um. Bruno Bruno played well. He mm-hmm. played well. They'll make no mistake about it. He Absolutely. Played, he played very well actually. Yeah. Um, but this is good. Yeah. If they start to regress to the mean, you guys have coverage. You have you guys have we, people who can we come have, in and but, do it. But that's the thing. Well, can those guys step up? Yeah. Because uh, when United are bad, they're bad. Look. I mean, I'm, I can only go off what I know in the past. Mm-hmm. This is not Ten Hag's era. Ten Hag has done something miraculous. He's this shift is weird, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I I was looking at my predictions. I listened to actually the other podcast the other day. I was like, I fucking predicted United to come tenth. Yeah, you know, tenth or eighth. But eighth it's, and not, it's not looking like that. It's not, but yeah. it's still early. It's still early. Things could happen throughout the season. But man, we got we got to we got to give it to Ten Hag, man. That guy is fucking brilliant. So when when the game was two one, right? Yeah. He was like, you know what? It's fine. You know, let them play. They got three one. They went up on that goal. Erickson passed it over to Rashford. Rashford finished. By the way, Rashford scored two goals, but still. He's not at his best, real still. Mm. It's it's coming, but he's not at his best yet. He's he's a big game player. He's he scores game, he's he scores in player. these games yeah. or assists in these games. Yeah. He but, loves he loves big, like Liverpool too as well. Like, yeah, that, these are the games he loves to play. But Rash Rash needs to now take this as a momentum and keep building on it because so far he has three goals in the past what four or five games. So he needs to build on it and keep building. I, I and think that will only more. happen if he plays in his coveted position. Yeah. And also another thing too that we're not also chatting about is also, you know, what tactical situations happen throughout this game. I will I will chat I'm, on the I'm, I will chat on the Arsenal side because yeah. I want to chat something specifically on this because mm-hmm. um but but I think that benefited Rashford a lot in this in yeah. this match. It, he would not get this opportunity playing against teams like I don't know Wolverhampton, yeah. for example, right? So, so, so or the, even Crystal Palace, which is next week. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, what do you call it? Mans now came. People were like, so now we started to see a, some people were starting to see a little bit of a shift in in the way that you know McTominay was playing, and then some people started crying out, "We're like, bro, bring in Casemiro, <laughs> bring in." Ka-. He's like. Akinde was screaming on the group chat. Oh, okay. He's like, Ten Hag, I love you, but he's like. If you want to win this game, I swear I can play it, bro. The shit was cr- it was so funny. He's like, he's like, bring Casemiro, hey! <laughs> like the way was he's, it a voice recording. It was a voice recording, <laughs> bro. The way he said oh, it, man. I was like, man, it's not the end of the world. Oh, but he was God. like, he was like, he was like, I can see. He's like, I can see it shifting. I can see the break. I can see things are happening. It was, it was a two-one. This thing was happening. It was a two-one, and he was panicking. I was like, bro, relax, man. Tenha got this, bro. He got this. 
Everybody was calling for Casemiro. What does Ten Hag do? He brought in Fred. Yes. He brought in energy. Fred. The energy. <laughs> yeah. He brought in the new engine. Mm-hmm. And that just... That was what created the goal, yeah, right? Yeah. Because Fred came in, Fred cut that pass out, sent it over, Erickson was there. Yeah. Erickson linked it over, Rashford's a goal. Yeah. Everybody was like, wow. <laughs> no, so, no, like, that's that's really good. I, I It was so unpredictable. Yeah. It you was, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he... Ten Hag, Ten Hag played this. You know, the, his game management for this game was a masterstroke. I think he approached this game in a different it, way. It, no, not in a different way. He approached this game the way that he he approached other games. Mm-hmm. But the difference here was the the team finally is starting to have the confidence uh, to do things a lot more better than um, how they've been doing them in the past. Yes. Example, the first 15 minutes, I've not seen United play like that mm-hmm. all season. That first 15 minutes was like the perfect 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. We were all over Arsenal. All over Arsenal. Um, and you can tell the way we were moving, the way we were playing, the way we were uh, creating opportunities, creating chances for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fast forward, we went up a 1-0. Yeah. They came back, and then they were, they really, in my opinion, they looked like they were going to score yeah. two, three goals. But the issue the issue with that is they were playing so much in that area, but the thing is they were not getting balls into the box. No, they weren't because, once again, the team now yeah. is now playing like yeah. a team. Like, they're confident And now. as well, moving Martinez well. and Varane were solid. Like, yes. the ball would come. They would just get it out. Yeah, those people, people were saying that Tara Malasia was getting eaten on the wing, which was true. He was getting eaten, but he was doing his job because yeah. all he needed to do was move them to the outside. Yeah, don't give them the inside channel. Yeah, and literally, if if he has to go to the outside and cross that ball, all his defenders will clear we'll it, out. it out. Yeah, Malasia right? played that well. Uh, look, when you're a fullback, you have to take it 50-50. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get beat, and you're gonna win some some scraps. Some stuff, yeah, right. So that's the that was that was the big thing there, and I think that I think that um, Malasia did his job well, mm-hmm. cutting out the inside lane and making sure he shunted Saka out wide, yes. which was fine. Yeah, Saka is good. Saka is quick and he's tricky. He's gonna get by you somehow. Mm-hmm. But as far as you usher, you don't get him that cut back. Yeah, you give him like, hey, you have to cross the ball with your right foot into the box. Mm-hmm. That's not a problem it, yeah. for uh, Martinez. Yeah. But I, I now I think we should get into the Arsenal piece because I think uh, we shouldn't um, uh, neglect these guys here. So for they my, still look good. you know, Arsenal for me, um, I just want to give them kudos, man. Yeah. Straight up, I I've, I watched them a couple of games early in the season. They looked good. They mm-hmm. were winning some games. I said, okay, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna falter eventually. They're not gonna, you know. I was hearing some stupid things like invisible shouts. I know, you know, it's all tongue in cheek. Right. Um, but. Uh, I I did not think that they were gonna come out and be this good. I I've seen a couple of their games and I was like, okay, maybe they got lucky a couple of times. Yeah, but I did not think they were gonna come out and be this good. And, mm-hmm. I, and I was not surprised, but I was I was like taken aback a little bit by mm-hmm. by the way they approached the, the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier on, defensively, they looked compact. Yeah. And then fast forward on the attack, they looked so organized, mm-hmm. fluid. Um, especially Gabriel Jesus, man. That guy gave headaches. Headaches. Varan mm-hmm. had issues dealing with him. Lissandro, even though enjoyed the battle, you can yeah. tell he was enjoying the battle. I think he actually gave Lissandro a lot of mm-hmm. pain 
uh, compared to other forwards this because season. Because he's very mobile, right? Very mobile. Before you know it, he's he's one side right. inside the inside the final third. Before you know it, he's in the half line. Those are the those <laughs> are the those are the worst type of forwards to deal with. Some forwards, you just like, can you just stay here? Yeah. At least I can battle you, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, battle yeah, yeah. Imano. But as soon as he starts no, moving man. around now, it's like, who who switches there? Who yeah. comes here? Who's going to fly from that position and come into where you're at? Yeah. Right? So, he, he just you're cutting two minds. Yeah, he picks, he picks, uh, uh, uh what you call it, the, um, the, the you know the, the defenders apart like mm-hmm. he plays them very well and he was a menace um you know thank god we had lisandro because i think if he was against a guy like maguire it would have been pain all through. yeah uh, and maguire later on came and did his job and it was fine he got a yellow card but i think that overall he he was a menace but yeah. not just him um that that's uh that wing saka too as well yeah was also immense. a bit a menace martinelli yeah. was a bit of an issue, mm-hmm. um, you know, he scored the, the goal that was ruled out for uh, offside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, you know, that front three did look fluid, and I just wanted to give them real kudos. I really respect what they've been putting, what Arteta has been putting done, up. Yeah. Um, you know, considering at, at one point, I always thought he was a good coach. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe manager wise, I want to see how he how he is. Yeah. Uh, but um, on the other hand. They don't have depth. No, no, no. And no. and I don't. I didn't. Even, I, oh yeah, the Lukonga. That was his name. Partey's injured. Is he? Or he's whatever he is. He's injured. He's not. He didn't show up in this game. Maybe he's dealing with that. And yeah, maybe he's in that case. Who yeah. knows? But he's he, he's not. He's not available. Mm-hmm. And that midfield did not look very very hard. functional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jaka did his thing. Yeah. But Lukonga in there. Mm-hmm. Um Odegaard, I feel like Odegaard would have played way better um, with, 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 with having him. that extra bit of security. Yeah. And Jaka would have come up to help him a little bit more mm-hmm. when that when that security is, is, there. A, is there. Yeah. It's potent. Yeah. So I, I really think they missed him. And and because of that, this allowed players like Bruno Eriksson to just run rampant around and, that and pick up space yeah. where it was just where Partey would, would would be there to cover yeah so so um earlier in that game we thought uh McTominay uh got a yellow card right so which is why he did not make that tackle that created the goal yeah he but should've. in that situation Varane lost the ball right he made a stupid pass and lost the ball that's what happens that's and then football. and then they came they gave the ball over to who they give it to some uh, so so you, this that that Varane lost that where he lost the ball yeah was synonymous with where Ronaldo lost the ball against Brentford mm-hmm. and the same kind of thing happened they made you guys pay they made us pay yeah why because the midfield like they here made a big mistake yeah. let's start off with that but the midfield should it's, be pressing that right mm-hmm. away the moment this lost you you pick the guy yeah. you cover him right away yeah. and I wasn't I think impressed I, I, I wasn't impressed with the way McTominay approached that but anyway I feel like I feel like it's a thing already because you guys already you're already moving forward and I feel like yeah, in a way it's momentum, like but still McTominay was in a deep enough position yeah. that he could have like come out mm-hmm. just make it a bit difficult yeah uh, cut out the passing lanes for Udegaard. And, yeah, but he did. You he, know, he did get there. But the only thing is, you should have. I think he should have tackled. He didn't. He didn't put in a challenge. He didn't do he anything. Should, I think he should have put in a right, challenge. Right there. Tackle. Right there. Throw your body yeah. at him. Like do something. Yeah, get right? a foul. Get you know, a foul. Maybe a foul. Maybe not. But mm-hmm. like, just do something. Mm-hmm. Stop that chance from being created. Yeah. And he didn't do that. But 
you know, once again, it, it's it's if there's a fear and far between. Yeah, and yeah. Like at the end of the day, Varane made the mistake. Yes, it should yes. not be passing the ball out there. It should be dumping it over. Over, yeah. Or you know, being a or little being bit more, a more in a more safe space yeah. when you release that. When he's releasing that, yeah. But on the other hand, now just take this one step further. Now with the Arsenal thing, mm-hmm. Arsenal, um, I think, I I think I've just given them kudos on how they played, yeah. but I also say they were also kind of naive. Yeah. Look, man. I've always said this. The way you play Manchester United, you don't give them anything behind yeah, you or your press needs to be like a top on notch. point. Yeah, top notch. Right? And and their press was good yeah. to, a certain, to a certain point. United were forced to lump it long. Mm-hmm. That's why in the second half, the sequence was they had the ball a whole lot more. Because we're so, killing, you guys were yeah. killing it by lumping it over and getting the press out of the way. Yes. Right? So my, my thing is... You you play United two ways, mm-hmm. and if you look at the games where we 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 won one nothing, very tight games, Leicester, mm-hmm. uh, you know Southampton, um, and and the games we lost, teams were very smart. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pre- if you want to play the ball from the back, yeah, we are gonna press the living life out of you, mm-hmm. and you will not get past to the second phase of play. Mm-hmm. And what did they did? They got opportunities. Manchester United, uh, Arsenal, for some reason, I yeah. think Arteta went a little bit silly and decided that, okay. I think, I think, and I, I think and he thought he was silly. I, I, yeah, yeah. I appre- <laughs> he he I thought appre- it was him. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that he felt emboldened to do this. Yeah. But I was like, come on, man. This is so naive. Yeah. You're pushing the highest line against. This is what Rashford feeds off of. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing I want to bring up. Rashford is Mr. Space. Yeah, Give yeah, yeah. him space. He'll eat you. He 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 likes to play like his um uh what they call it uh he likes to play like his uh Usain Bolt on steroids whenever yeah. there's space behind him. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a guy eat up that much space. It it was nuts. And the one thing I wanted to call out here, the last time this uh, a manager did something like this was against RB Leipzig. Except for Leeds. Leeds always do something stupid mm-hmm. like this. But RB Leipzig. Against Lyon, right? Uh, no. Against Manchester United. 5-1 five, five, or 5-0 in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. That game, Rashford scored three goals. Why? Yeah. Because Julian Julian Nagelsmann thought it was a phenomenal idea. Push everybody up to the halfway line mm-hmm. and see what happens. No. I guess Marcus Rashford, he would let you know. Like this kid, that is his bread and butter. Yeah. If there's one thing I know Marcus Rashford is very good at, is high, you know, high line. High line, yeah. Put a high line against him, see what happens. Liverpool, see what happens. Too. He's quick. Yeah. He just runs on a straight line. Bang, go. Yeah. Through ball, bang, bang, go. go. Yeah. Everybody's FIFA uh, uh, compilation. <laughs> so, like, dude, like, I, my my thought was, I was I was shocked. I was, I, I'm, I'm like, man, like, I get it. You want to go for the win. Mm-hmm. And, I pre- and I appreciate the fact that you want to do this. Yeah. You're top of the league. You want to go for the win. Mm-hmm. If you win this game, you put you people will be like really watching. Yeah. Do you think when these managers go and they prepare for these games, do they tell their players the risk of what they're doing or uh, the uh, risk? Everybody of the game knows playing? the risk of what they're doing, but I think it's a bit of some bravado uh, on their side. They feel like I have to go for the throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with them that yeah. you, you know what is there to lose, right? Yes, yes. If you're not going for the throw, why why are you there? Mm-hmm. But uh, but you have to. There was so much time left in the game. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, like, you know, and after that, actually, United could have scored two more goals. Yeah. There were other opportunities. There were some mistakes Ericsson made where he should have passed the ball over to Bruno. There were some other things that happened. We should have scored five. That game would have been 5 1 mm-hmm. because of that mistake he made. I, I, I also think he took out um, 
uh, he played like four forwards at the end. Like it was something crazy. I was yeah. like, what is he doing? <laughs> um, so anyway, I, 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 looking back at that, I, I thought Arteta was just being a bit naive. Mm-hmm. They really, they really, they really could have salvaged something. Yeah, but uh, it was being a bit naive. So it is what it is. Um, yeah. So another thing too, when uh, when uh, what do you call it? Uh, Maguire came in. And when Ronaldo was in there, and McTominay was also there, did you see McTominay started making stupid mistakes? Yeah, I saw that. But uh, yeah, he he doesn't have the the assurance of the back. Yeah, right? no more Lissandro. I think I think it's massive when when you have to think about like who's behind you, right? And then it affects your gameplay in a way. Because I I would I would touch this on the season where Chelsea had Kepa in the back. They still had solid defenders, but the thing was. Everybody was caught in between two minds because they know if I lose this ball, this yeah. guy is not gonna save it. You're nervous, and we're right? done. Yeah, yeah. You're, ner- you're nervous about who's behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but but also Maguire also took a card. Yeah, because of I think it was a mistake from Casemiro. I can't remember now mm-hmm. how he got that card. He got it. Somebody made a mistake, and then he had to like cover their cover ass, ass, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I just honestly, man. It, Maguire did his job. I don't want to. Ra- I don't want to rail on Maguire. To be honest, yeah, he's, I, he's been doing you know. good in his new position. <laughs> <laughs> he's been respective. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I heard news that uh, Southgate is still going to play him regardless because Southgate thinks he's uh, integral to the system. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say one one thing real quick. I know we're we're we've been pushing this this this. I know it's a big game. We've been pushing this narrative for quite a while on United. Mm-hmm. But Southgate is an idiot, man. <laughs> He's a real, he's a real idiot, and I think this World Cup, he's gonna a get lot him. of, he'll a, get found out. You know, he will get absolutely found out this World Cup. Um, the the guy was, I remember why why I'm why am I saying this? Southgate once said that when when Varane was on there, mm-hmm. that Maguire is our best defender. I have never heard something much more so blasphemous in, in, in my life. I'm not using this to rail on Maguire. I don't really have anything against him. I'm not one of those fans that, you know, lose my mind when they mm-hmm. see him on the pitch. I'm not, I don't care. He, he's an asset um, and, and he could be a liability, yeah. but he's still an asset yeah. for your team because he's a player for your team. And a player that's um, always fit. And, and yeah, and, and he's always, he tries his best. He's mm-hmm. just not, he's just not good enough. He yes. has his limitations. Yes. So some people take that very personal, like, oh my God, like he's not being picked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was the one being picked uh because he, I mean, he's not the one who picks himself. Yeah. It's the managers that should be that should be making that choice. Exactly. And both two managers, Ragnick and Oli, decided to pick this guy. Mm-hmm. So so why should you blame him? Mm-hmm. Right? He's not good enough, but he keeps getting picked. Why should you blame him? Mm-hmm. Right? So the managers should be at fault if they're doing that. And Ten Hag finally is the one making the right decisions. Absolutely. Southgate, an idiot uh, in his own right, a person who does not deserve, mm-hmm. he does not deserve, and I'll say this with my chest, he does not deserve that England job. Mm-hmm. This is one of those... One of those guys who are, who have gotten this role by merit. Yeah. Um. No. No. Not. Sorry. He hasn't earned it by merit. He's gotten it by who he knows, and mm-hmm. because he's a steady hand and all this stuff. Yes, they came second in Euros. Yeah. I mean, yes, they came third in in uh, or fourth last World Cup. Ah, boo hoo. Mm-hmm. He didn't win it when he needed to win it the most. England are never gonna get this opportunity again. Yeah. Like they got last time, mm-hmm. and and because of that, he showed himself when it mattered most mm-hmm. twice. So. If anything, um, listen to idiots like this talk about uh, 
you know, he's Manchester United's best player. Get out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, people like this, this is why you need to be careful. These are the people that they put into big positions. Yeah. And this is what they do. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've gone on a rant. I've gone on a tangent. We don't yeah. have time. So let's, let's uh, move it on. We're going to do, we're going to do something. We're going to start doing something now. It's called rate your manager. Rate him on the decisions of the game. What do you think? Rate your manager. 10, out of 10. Uh, I don't want to rate the manager, to be honest. But um, I, if I were to rate him, I would say he did a good job. 8 out of 10. 8 you out know, of If 10. you want to give him that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Chelsea. Chelsea corner. Chelsea. 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 One of the... You guys, you guys, you guys robbed West Ham of a point in this game. <laughs> Absolutely robbed them of a point. Um, and, uh, yeah, what a horrible decision by VAR. You think so? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I just said I'm not going to talk about VAR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really care. Honestly, people are crying about that shit. Boo-hoo, man. That's football. Look, the the game against uh, Tottenham, Mm -hmm. VAR should have done his job. VAR didn't fucking do his job. This game, VAR, VAR chose not to do his job. Yeah. I, I don't know. VAR, I don't, VAR, VAR hasn't done their job for a, for a little bit now against Chelsea. And we were due of getting rubbed well, somebody. There's one VAR uh, call we didn't mention last game. The Well, not Southampton game. The game before this against Leicester. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the one Harvey Barnes. Some people think that, that the goal uh, with Harvey Barnes should have stood. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember it was the foul on Mendy, yeah. uh, where he grabbed M- Mendy's head. I thought it was oh, a foul, yeah, yeah. by the way, during the but, corner. Right? Yeah, during the corner. Yeah, yeah. But some people were like, "That's not a foul. That's that should have gone in. That's a foul for sure." So because at that point you're 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 in, you're interfering with the goalkeeper, yeah. and there's also hands, there's deliberate hands of you on the goalkeeper. On the goalkeeper, and yeah. you can't do that. And it looked like he was tucking yeah, it. Yeah, you Look, can't do that. But so, yeah, you can call it what you may, but mm-hmm. uh, I I think you guys have felt VAR a lot this yes, season. Yes, yes. It's, it's, and it's the start of the season. <laughs> so it's only like, what, five, six games? Yeah. And we're feeling VAR like that. Yeah. Man. Even the last game against uh, Southampton, I think there was also a call that should have been made, but they never really even reviewed it, mm. right? But I'm not going to touch on that. We lost to Southampton, we moved on, and then we went to go play West Ham. London Derby, Saturday morning, I was up for this. I was ready for this. I was like, man... The first thing that was going through my mind was, Tuku, my God, make the right decisions. <laughs> because it was, you could tell, you know, the favoritism has been going on for, for quite a bit now. It's not working, man. Get away from it. And I was just like, I was looking at this and I was like, you better play some other people and bench Mount and Havert. And lo and behold, what does he do? Bench, bench Mount and Havert. And Fofana started. Right, got him from the transfer window. He okay. came in. <sighs> what do you, you know? How do you? I, I, the way you're grinning your tear already, yeah. I can already tell. <laughs> like you did not agree with this decision. This, I, no, no, I, I don't care about the decision. You can <laughs> play whoever you want there. Like I don't care if a manager wants to play. Like freak, get the 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 kit man yeah. on the pitch. Freak, go ahead. Don't do that, man. You know, <laughs> you may get sacked, <laughs> but go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Um. Fofana, I, I just I watched him and I'm like, this kid is a Leicester player, man. What do you, how much you guys pay? You guys is the paid, he broke actually, did he break no, the record? He didn't. No, we made so we're gonna to touch on this later. Okay. Um but yeah, Fofana came in, he was supposedly supposed to be the fucking world record fee for a defender. 
But Chelsea pulled it out their nose. 70 million, 69.9, 69.5 he could become that. No, there was no add-ons, nothing. Really? Yes. That's some good negotiating. The, yes. There was no add-ons or anything, so yeah. it was okay. seventy okay. million on the okay. dark. Now, now, right? now, my now, we, now, now, my opinion of how this player played, it, you know, it's changed because it, I thought I was like, did they just pay eighty-five mil or eighty mil? Mm. What I was reading on the reports for a guy that is, he's not fucking that good, man. Mm. He's not elite. I'm sorry, bro. Like, he will become that. It looks yeah, like yeah. it. Oh, he, yeah. he has the potential, but I was just like, if you're gonna pay that fucking money, this kid better be coming here. Scoring from every corner. You know who tapped him every up? ball. Fucking hell. I heard it was Reese James. Yeah. yeah. He's like, bro, you're going to come and play right uh, right, um, right, center back for me? Let me play right wing back. Oh, okay. And he uh, was like... Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, 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 like, I like it. Like, Fofana, um, uh, I mean, I, I think for that price, okay, he's a yeah. decent signing. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, are you kidding me? This is how much these kids are going for these days. Yeah. My my brain almost like blew up. Um, <laughs> but but, it's, it's, but now it's, you've helped yeah. you know put that in perspective. But I mean, a price tag, regardless, still he's he did not he did not look bad. Yeah, he just did not look like, like world world class. Yeah, like yeah. Honestly, but he still he did he he did his job. He did his job. He did his job. That's all. That's all we can ask for him. It's his debut. He did take that one stupid shot that you know just went out of ways and. If you if that was like uh, if it if it ended up something like Trevor Chalabar in his debut, oh, yeah, that, that would have been wild. It was the exact angle, yeah. right? Speaking of Chalabar, so with this signing, yeah, what happens to this guy now? I don't think, uh, to be honest, um, How, when last did he play? It was two games ago, I guess. Too when when uh, when Koulibaly had the red card, mm. yeah, he was but, there. But he's not starting though. He, I think he was at the Southampton game. Right? Was he? I don't. I don't. Yeah. Rem- I don't remember him. Either him. Yeah. So, like, the plan has not changed. I think what happened was when when uh, Tuku sent him play that one game, mm. uh, when the game where he came in after Kulibali got the red card and he played, he impressed, and then Tuku was like, "Yeah, we're not we're not sending you on loan, or we're not selling you at all." Like he told him, he told him like, "You're gonna stay here. You're gonna stay in the Chelsea camp with us," which is good. You know, we want to see that. We want to see our guys. You know, progress. Right. And um, the the thing is, so now Fofana came in, came to the right center back, and then Reese James on the right wing, right? Perfect. I seen Pulisic come in on the left, on the right side, and Sterling on the left. I've been crying for this. But the only thing that I wanted was one guy, one focal point at that point to be playing there. Look, which man. was supposed to be Arba, but, you know, he's, yeah, yeah. he wasn't ready to, to feature, right? Yeah. But uh, but wasn't that Armando Broja? Wasn't no, no, no. Playing? Broja didn't come in till later. Okay. Right? So Broja didn't come in till later. Gallagher now took the middle with uh, Ruben Loves' cheek. Okay. Both of them played in the middle. And um, yeah, bro. But I've been saying this. I, I keep saying this. When Chilwell is in Chelsea, Cucurella should not be starting. Because then you just forget about everything that used to work. You know, I, I I don't I don't think so though. I think uh, you paid sixty three million. He cost more than Cucurella. So, I mean, uh, than Chilwell. So that's why he's starting. Chilwell costs fifty. He was fifty mil. Uh, 50. Cucurella was the highest highest gone, going for a uh, left back or yeah. full back. Yeah. I don't I don't think I think they both offer different things. Yeah. I think Chilwell uh, offensively is very good. Right. I think Cucurella is okay, but also I think Cucurella defensively is very good. Um, 
I've watched him a lot when last season in Brighton. Mm-hmm. He was very good up and down. Those he guys, was a good two way. These guys were the tight the the tight team, right? Yeah, he was a good two way player. Um, he was not very good, yeah. uh, specifically uh, one thing. But one thing you could bet your ass he, he, you could you couldn't defeat you couldn't beat him. Mm-hmm. Um, the the couple of times I've seen him get beat, uh, you know, were just like. You know, any as a fullback, you're gonna get beat. The couple of, of times I've seen, of but course. he's very difficult to get beat. Yeah, Chilwell, on the other hand, it's not really a matter of being beat; it's the it's the positions he takes. Yeah, it's almost like an Alonso esque uh, fullback yeah. or wingback. Yeah, where they just go forward and they just say, "Well, we have three uh, center center mm-hmm. backs. They got it figured out." Yeah. Right, but the, but the thing the thing with Chilwell though, Chilwell. Is a little bit like that, but Chiwa also has his defensive sense. Yeah, he has a defensive sense, yeah. but it's not his defensive sense is not as uh, alert as Cucurella. Cucurella is a beast of a defender, man. You guys have such a great deal with that guy. It's not even not not a great deal as in he is. He is a beast of a, I think, of a I think we got ripped off. <laughs> 60-something million. I, I think it's it was actually, too much. I think it was I, 70 million, close I, to 70. I think it's too much. Yeah. I agree with it, you. It was I definitely think too much. I think at best, he's a 40 million pound exactly. uh, uh, left back. Yeah. Uh, but once again, this is what I, I, I freaked out about last yeah. session where yeah. I was like, we are, look, no, we, as in the Premier League, are overpaying for talent. Yeah. These guys are not worth it, mm-hmm. but they're overpaying yeah. for fucking talent. So, um, Dude, I'm just telling you, man. I think he's a. I think he's a better defender. One v one defender, he's better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's not. He doesn't have the. If you were ranking, in my opinion, if you were going to rank attacking prowess, yeah, Alonso is gone now. But Alonso was the top yeah, for, yeah. for 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 you guys' wing backs. Yeah. Uh, second or left wing back. Second was Chilwell. Third at the time was Emerson. You think so? Yes. So and then this is- Alonso was basically a striker. Then yeah. um, uh, defensively, mm-hmm. if you want to rank the three, Cucurella is better defensively. Chiwell second, Alonso's. Yeah. <laughs> you know that boy doesn't defend. Yeah, he so doesn't. so those are the those are the those are the rankings I will give yeah. for you guys. Uh, but this is defensive. This is actually such a weird a weird um, thing. But last season, when Chelsea was playing and Chiwell was in left back. Chilwell and Rhys James had the most goals, which was Chilwell had I think four four or five goals mm. in this in the time where he was playing, right? And they had the highest amount of assists, both of them. So the thing is, they were very very good going forward, but then after after Chilwell caught the injury, mm. and bro, we didn't concede that much goals. We didn't concede that much goals with those guys, right? So which is why I say. Chilwell is still very de- defensively resolute, but even going forward, he's even amazing. Yeah, right. He, he's a good two-way player, but I'm telling you, Cucurella as a defender, you you would rather Cucurella in there to stop the goals from coming in uh, than Chilwell. Um, I I've seen a couple of times too as well. I, I mean, I didn't. I was kind of flipping between a couple of games when yeah. this game was going on, but I've seen a couple of times uh, uh, even where. I've seen Chilwell mm-hmm. do some weird things defensively, but I've seen Cucurella in those same positions, and I'm just like, man. Yeah. I would have, honestly, if I, if if it were up to me, I would have gone for Cucurella instead of Malasia. I like Malasia a lot, yeah. but I would have, actually, I would have gone for both, and I would have sold out Shaw and tell us. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I would have done, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I don't have the, the, the pedigree for this. I'm not, uh, I don't get paid for that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Cucurella, in my opinion, defender, A1. Mm-hmm. I actually think if Tuchel's going to play the three at the back system, forget this idea of Aspilicueta as a third center back mm-hmm. and put Cucurella as the third center back. And but, I'm telling you, you guys would not, you guys will see less of an issue. Play Chilwell as a left wing back, Cucurella mm-hmm. as a left as a left center back, mm-hmm. as your center backs, Thiago, uh, Koulibaly, Fofana, Chaloba, so whoever you, you want. The right center back then. Uh, no, no, that, those are your center back pieces. Okay. The two, like the the guys, in my opinion, that I think should be starting for you should be Cucurella as a as a left center back mm-hmm. because he's so solid defensively, and then the left wing back. I'll also tell you one other thing. What do you think you guys are missing big time this season that you had last season? Goals. Goals. As well as, you know, the... the, the but how did those goals come come along? It came from our wing backs sending from, the balls came from, But there was also one extra thing that made those, those extra wing backs, like, effective that you're missing. Solid defenders. Solid defenders that could bump forward. Yeah. There was a guy named Antonio Rudiger that did that. Not every single yeah. game I watch... Chelsea, I watched you guys a lot last season. This season, I'm kind of... Eh. Mm-hmm. Every single game I watched you guys last season, Rudiga was playing as if he was like a center mid. Yeah, he was the marauding. Uh, exactly. Defender. He was playing as if he was a center mid. Yeah. I watched this specifically. Mm-hmm. You guys don't have that this season. No. Loftus-Cheek kind of was... Thiago goes up sometimes, but he not that much. No, he's yeah. 37. His legs are... Yeah. His legs can't... Can, he's reserving his energy to track back. But I did, I did, I did see, I did see uh, Fofana a lot in Forget those positions. Forget Fofana. Fofana is not good enough to do this. Put if you guys take Cucurella mm-hmm. and use him as that outlet piece to go, he would do it for days on you for you guys. That's true. And then you just worry about the other two center backs. It yeah. can be Kulibali, Fofana, mm-hmm. Thiago, uh, Chaloba, whoever. And then you have your right wing back in Reese James. Yeah. You. I. I think. I think this is where the problem is with Chelsea this season. Mm-hmm. The the problem. Well. The problem number one is no finishers to score your goals. Yeah, yeah. You guys are putting balls in the in the box. Nobody's, nobody's finishing. Yeah. And then number two is the guy who helped give you guys the overload in mm-hmm. the midfield is no longer there. Mm-hmm. I see your center backs, three of them sitting there. Yeah. Who are they? You know, yes, you get who the numeric, you, you get you get the numerical advantage mm-hmm. um, in the second phase of play. But in the third phase of play, you need somebody to go in there mm-hmm. to give a little bit extra so that. Okay, midfielder, you get into the half space. Um, you know, winger, you take you wing back, you take up that wide space in the in the wings. Yeah. You know, forward, you get in the box, the ball's gonna come to you. Mm-hmm. But then I will also be that linchpin in the midfield mm-hmm. that is gonna allow your midfielders to be able to do what they need to do. I think that's what you guys are missing. Put Cucurella there. But I mean, I think that was one of the I think that was actually one of the reasons why Tuku actually brought Cucurella as an option yeah as an option to do something like that if he needed to but yeah that's not a bad idea actually to think about it because I, I was watching a bit of the game I was flipping a bit yeah. around but I was watching a bit of that game and I just said look like yeah they need a guy to strike and mm-hmm. all of that but I, I feel like a lot is happening with mm-hmm. the Chelsea Chelsea team, team the yeah. midfield and but I just felt like some players will get that extra relief when mm-hmm. they see that 
extra body in the midfield coming yeah. to support them to distribute the ball to get it moving mm-hmm. you know to drive forward sometimes because Rudiger sometimes would just take the ball from the center back and just run and then, up yeah. you know and people would chase like him Messi. you know yeah. people would chase him now he gives it over to the wing back yeah. or he gives it over to to a midfielder and That's then very he, true. he now gets himself in a good position and then all of a sudden they're like they're worrying about this dude mm-hmm. right yeah, and then all, then in the rare rarest occasion, he finds space, mm-hmm. and then he can shoot. Yeah, and that's what you guys don't have. Mm-hmm. A lot of that, you guys are not seeing shots from anybody outside the box this season. Yeah, we're missing that for sure. Covert, Covert tried to bring that back, uh, that game too. Um, but yeah, so West Ham went up one zero after the halftime. Right, yeah. halftime, the first half was very like blah, blah. You know, yeah. it was very slow. You know, like there was a there was a couple of chances. Pulisic shot one, and then I guess it got blocked, so that one got taken away from the angle. Um, uh, Pulisic and and Sterling were combining well. The only thing is that they didn't have nobody to send those balls to, right? Um, then uh, basically, West Ham get this fucking shitty goal, Mendy. <laughs> Mendy gotta do better, man. Like, if you're gonna touch that ball, get that shit out, man. You know what I mean? You go, you. He, I've been saying this. He's been looking shaky, man. And Yana has been saying, man. He's like, we can't win the league with Mendy. He's like, we need to buy another keeper. Um, yeah. But, okay. Yep. Yeah. So <clears throat> basically, um, he goes and goes to punch this ball. He misses it absolutely, waves it, and then I guess some uh, the West Ham player heads the ball back into space and. Who, who's there? Koulibaly was supposed to be with this guy. Supposed to be with Antonio. <laughs> Koulibaly is really struggling. <laughs> he, Yo, he is really I'm, struggling. I've seen some people dissing this Bro, dude. Man. The memes that are coming out oh, right now, man. where it's like Koulibaly is not adjusting to the pace yeah, of the prayer. Like I've been seeing some real funny shit come out on. Uh, but it's but it's okay. This is a six game. They're like they're calling him Papa Koulibaly yeah. or some Papa Bali. Like they just roasted his ass. Look. Mm-hmm. He's a phenomenal center back. Yeah, I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Yeah. I don't, and I don't think the problems for Chelsea. But the issues we should have got this motherfucker four or five years ago. Yeah, but right? when we bid for him, nah, nah. he was like, nah, nah, nah. He's going nowhere. I and think, then he went and signed that long term contract, and yeah. then it was like, bro, we ain't coming for you. And then we had to wait till he's like thirty one to go for him again. Like, I think the future um, uh, Thiago role is his. It's Koulibaly. It's Koulibaly. Yeah. As the, uh, as, the as the old head. As the old head on the team. Yeah. And he's he's been asked. He's trying to do a lot. Mm-hmm. But he's just he's just not there yet. I think he's trying to um, relieve the Rudiger experience right yes. now. Yes. But the thing is like, man, Rudiger was a different beast, bro. But, but you also have to think Rudiger was also... He also was a hit and miss a, a couple of times Ru- at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Rudiger, there was a time Rudiger was awful. He was god off. Oh, even, yeah. even for Germany, he was Yeah, horrible. I remember the 6-0. Yeah. yeah. And then and then later on, Rudiger started picking it up. I think that was when uh, Thomas Tuchel now became like his manager and he started picking it up. That's why they're saying... Rudiger is a Thomas Tuchel player. You know what I mean? He's a yeah. Thomas Tuchel defender. Yeah. And uh, But the thing we miss the most, man, with Rudiger, is his fucking shit house, man. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yo, right. like, he'll be <laughs> running with you 
And then all of a sudden he would lift his leg up like as if something's happening and start running like one of those cartoon characters. Yeah. Just to like mock you and you're literally on the pitch seeing that as yes you're running. Yo, no. what what would go through your mind? He was an absolute shit house. Bro. I I loved him as a as a center back. Uh one of the very few players I would have loved to take from you guys this center back team uh group and uh bring over to united yeah. he is a guy with absolute a, fucking he has so much personality, personality. character yeah like. he's, he's a he's 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 primed for that real madrid <laughs> team yeah he's a very good center back i like him a lot yeah i hope he's doing good there yeah, i think they're winning so i think they're, they're yeah, doing they're, good they're doing good yeah yeah, man. So they uh Koulibaly struggled. They they scored this goal. Antonio gets it in, one one zero. Now we have to. We're all thinking like, bro, here we go again. <laughs> Damn, oh, shit. here we go again. <laughs> you know, and and then like, I was just like, man, we gotta find something. I'm like, Tuku, it's up to you now. You have to do some shit. Now is the time to do it. This is where you make your money. This is where he makes his money, and then he starts. He now takes out. Uh, who did he take out? He took out. I think Gallagher was it. Gallagher and uh, Pulisic. They both came out. And but this this is a weird thing with this guy, man. Whenever it's Pulisic that has to come out, you come out at sixty minutes. Whenever it's Havertz or Mount that has to come out, they'll come out at eighty. <laughs> it's kind of fucking weird, but whatever. I'm not gonna get into that right yeah. now. And, but, honestly, Pulisic didn't look that great either, bro. That's that's the thing. Pulisic was actually looking good. The only things they did not he did, have he no did, focal points. He didn't, he didn't have, he, it doesn't matter, man. It doesn't matter. Look, you've been crying about Pulisic this, Pulisic that every every part. <laughs> Pulisic needs to come out. Pulisic, hug me. Pulisic, he played good. Me. He played good, man. Pulisic, I love you. I'm not bro, gonna, I'm not gonna, relax. I'm not gonna shy away from Pulisic. Relax, a, Pulisic. It game. does not matter if he had a good game. It's, all that matters is effectivity and what you use your time with. It doesn't matter if you didn't have a focal point. It, I, ma- I, it matters think, what you did. With I think, your time. I think what's happening right now is obviously, um, what do you call it? The, the same problem Pulisic has had. Guy Havertz and Mason Mount had it. You don't see any person crying about them. In fact, those boys have been taking so much stick that I like every single time because I, you know, yeah. uh, I I see uh, the Chelsea yeah. comments on Twitter and but uh, they deserve forums. they deserve to. I get it. There's been six games. There's been six games. But the same cry- thing you're crying about now. When they dealing with that shit when they were playing, they didn't have a focal point. You don't see nobody nobody no, defending them. No, 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 no. They had a focal. Who point. Who is the focal it point? It was Havertz. Havertz is not your striker. He's not. He's not a striker, but he's being made to play a that's, striker. That's the thing. So you guys should stop crying. But the, but the issue is, you've played him for this many it games. Does, it doesn't matter, bro. Look, at the end of the day, your boy played. He yeah. didn't do the business. He did not. But I think what he the, saw, he saw here, the same. He ran into the, the same. He ran into the same problem. Yeah. Other players have been running to. But here's here's the plan. This is the plan. I think Tukul is trying to do now. He wants to get. Pulisic ready for when Obama Yang comes in so they can rebuild that relationship that they both had at Dortmund. That's why. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be... Uh, speaking of Obama Young, oh, Jesus. I, I don't think it's going to be the same old Obama Young you guys <laughs> thought it was six, seven, eight years ago. Um, and and he may come out, he may score 50 goals. I actually uh, predicted he's going to score maybe 15 or 20 goals all competitions, mm-hmm. uh, and that's if he's lucky. I think he's going to get less than that. He just in it, man. I really don't think... You, when you guys are talking about relationship, you guys should have just gone... Get, I mean, at the end of the day, you guys have gotten somebody, which yeah. is what I've been saying. Yeah. Just get somebody in there. <sighs> we were working, oh, we were working God, against, the, against the time. 
Oh, you know, Obama Yang is is what we <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, what we can look for to right now, God. man. We don't have anything. <laughs> we don't got nothing, bro. Obama so fucking Obama, Yang. Obama Black Yang has oh, to come God. in and do the business. Okay, look, I mean, that's he, it. He's he won an FA Cup with Arsenal. Yeah. If he can win an FA Cup with Arsenal, and you guys are usually good with like getting somebody and he from be, Arsenal, he beat Chelsea to win then, there. Yeah, you guys are usually good at getting somebody from from Arsenal, and then they look good for you. Guys. Yes, yes, yes. So this this may work. But this out this good. is also the same. If he scores, this, actually, if he scores fifteen to twenty goals, all competition. That's, that's all we good, need. That's a good return. That's really what we need. That's a very good return because I'm, if he scores, yeah. the other guys will wake up and they'll start scoring they'll, goals, right? Well, they won't wake up. They 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 may. <laughs> there will be there will be a more uh. more of a synergy going on there in front of the net, right? But. This is the thing, right? Obama Yang is all we got. <laughs> so right now, everybody and what Tuku is probably planning is to make everybody fit Obama Yang now because yeah. it won't happen with yeah. Lukaku, yeah. right? That shit, he's like, he's like, I see that now. But the only thing is, Tuku already has the blueprint of how to get Obama Yang working, and that's where we have to look forward to, and at least hope that something comes from that. You know what I mean? <laughs> but hey. That's that. Okay. So it's it's one zero at this point. Uh, then Chile, Chile comes in. I think in the seventy second minute, bro. Yeah, what a changed, goal! Changed, what a yeah. goal! They he, send this ball up again. top. He heads it and How he's he flying over back, there. Yeah. But he, he it's not good. the first time he's done it. He yeah. did it two seasons ago, right? When the ball he headed the ball and he just went. Got it underneath the keepers in the keepers it, like five hole. It is just so weird how like that left position. It's integral to goals for you guys. Seriously, it it baffles me. Look, the right position is in, is create creativity galore yeah. with Reese James, but that left is like every person who enters that left is like goals, mm-hmm. it's like the magnets. Yes, to goals. yes. It's, it's such a weird dynamic. We, Hazard I think, was there. I, I think I think that uh, Tuchel probably has a part of this in his uh, tactical drawing book, mm-hmm. but it just baffles me that yeah. that's a that's a thing that's a thing yeah absolutely so so Chilwell comes in he scores that goal then Havertz comes in later on I think Mount comes in as well but I think Mount came in with Chilwell and then basically it was the 85th 85th minute Chilwell gets this ball um he's going side by side but I forget with the player who he was going side by side with and then Chilwell gets the ball he slides it over and Havertz just finishes it yeah. and it's like I was looking at it and I was like, good. They needed to be benched. Yeah, they needed to be benched because those games they were not producing. And yeah. if you're looking for production, that's what you should be looking at. They didn't produce, but they were on the bench. So obviously they're like, man, we got to fucking do what we got to do and get back in here again, right? So there's no complacency. Like, bro, you got to step up, do your job, right? So Harvard gets in there, Chilwell gets in there, slides that ball in there, Harvard finishes it. You could tell. You could tell, bro, we are close but it's not over yet. And I was <laughs> and right after that, Mendy, the ball gets sent over. Mendy pushes this, he parries this ball towards the front. And I think Bowen ran and he stepped on Mendy or he hit his shoulder. No, so, so Bowen left his uh, leg, leg, leg out. Yeah. So honestly, it's 50-50. Yeah. I, the way I looked at that, they will always tend to protect the goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. In those prone positions, yes, yes, than anything. But I would, I would say this right now. 
West Ham was robbed. Yeah, and was, I'm glad they were robbed <laughs> because this <laughs> is Chelsea. Baby. That was that. Yeah, I I said it's fifty fifty. At first I saw it, I was like, that's not a foul. Then later on I saw it, but then I was like, Mendy, you should have caught the ball. Yeah. You didn't catch the. You didn't catch the I'm ball. Sorry, yeah. Like you know, because but, you were already pushing it away. Yeah, you, you already you didn't, you didn't corral, away. You didn't corral exactly. it. Exactly. So you already lost possession of the ball. Yeah, the ball comes in, and mind you, before that, Maxwell Kone scored this goal, right? Yeah, he scored this goal. He put it in the back of the net. Before that, Maxwell Kone hit the post yes. with a header a minute before that. Yes, and bro, so, like, like honestly, at the end of the day, look, uh, you guys heard it here uh, first, folks. Uh, West Ham were robbed. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, but we're glad you got, you got West Ham got robbed. God do we damn. do we know any West Ham fans out there that we can share this with and just let them know? <laughs> well, <laughs> if you guys know a West Ham fan, just make sure to send this podcast yeah. over to them. You guys were robbed, but I'm glad you guys were robbed oh, because man. it was due our time to get some some comeuppance. You feel me? Yeah. Even though it was against you guys. It should have happened in Tottenham. Should have happened in Southampton. Should have happened all these places. We never got. We always got the shit end of the stick. But at the end of the day today, we took this one. <laughs> we will take that W home very well, nicely. Okay. Well, let's kind of wrap it up because we're pushing for time here. Um, your manager. What would you rate him? I would rate Tuku with a six point five out of ten. Mm. Yes. Okay. Cool. Good rating. Uh, good job, Tuku. Now, one thing I just want to quickly call out. If you look at the table right now, mm-hmm. so this is the the beauty of football here. Yeah. You know, we're all crying. Chelsea is horrible. <laughs> uh, United have lost four 0 and two one against Brighton. United are fifth. Yeah. Chelsea, I think, Six. are sixth. Sixth. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like Arsenal after first. After all said and done, Tottenham is second. Arsenal's first. Tottenham second. City's, City's like third. I think City's second. And no, City, Ar- City's third. Is are they? Yeah, they I have fourteen were... points, and and uh, City has. Uh, 13. Really? Yeah, because... Remember, City Tottenham, didn't lose t- a game. No, no, no. City tied two games. City tied two games. Tottenham tied two games. Two games, yeah. So they tied for points. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they tied. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, both of them second, I don't yeah. care. So they both, have four, they both have 14 points, correct? Yeah. So now if they both have 14 points, this is what... This is what... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Felix was saying on the group chat. He said, Imagine... Because City plays Tottenham next. That's a good game. I'm looking at Tottenham to win that game. But he said, imagine if City and Tottenham play and they tie. That's 15 points. Arsenal lose the next game. They go, they stay at 15. The next person, I think, wins. Who's like behind them. Is Brighton. Is Brighton. Yeah. But they're an imposter. They're going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to fall. Imposter. But if they win. If yeah. they win. Yeah. They're at 15 points. Now. Four people will be at 15 points. If Chelsea win their next game, they have, they have what? No, Chelsea 13, will be 12, 13, 13. 13 yeah, Chelsea something. will be at 13 points. Yeah. And then United win, they will be at 15. Because they have 12 right now, yeah, correct? 12, yeah. Yeah, so if they win, they get 15 points. So now if you look at it, five teams will be tied at 15 points. Uh, at the end of but the it's, day, it's pretty it's, look, it's so early, man. Yeah. Uh, the, Europe is coming. Yes. And uh, speaking Welcome. of Europe, we we you know probably should just quickly mention that uh, ne- this week uh, this week Manchester United is playing Real Sociedad. I'm not going to be watching these these games because we don't have uh, the zone, and I I don't want to 
you know, look at uh, <laughs> the zone. We don't want to pay anything for that. Yeah. And plus, it's Europa League. I don't really give a shit. I don't care about it. We can it. probably Europa get, uh, I think we can but, get links without uh, even having to pay for that yeah, shit. Yeah, we can see, but links are kind of deadly to yeah. your to your computers and your devices. So, I, I mean, it's up to you, whatever you guys want to do, if you want to yeah. watch it. Um, who is Chelsea playing this midweek? They play Dinamo Zagreb. Oh, yeah, yeah. great. So, regardless... Uh, Thiago the, didn't travel. Yeah, these games are coming up, and yeah. they're going to be coming thick and fast. I'm, I, th- I think there's like two games every week now until the the World Cup World starts. Cup, yeah, so because they have it to is, get those games over. The yeah, way. it is going to be Carabao Cup is coming, FA <laughs> Cup is coming. It is going to be wild fixtures after wild fixtures after wild fixtures, and this is where depth. Exactly, comes depth comes in. We mm-hmm. already seen Arsenal Creek. Yeah. You know, Thomas Partey is not available. Yeah. What's happened to them? Mm-hmm. Right. So what will happen now if, let's say, God forbid, you know, Varane gets an injury, or Lissandro Martinez gets an injury, Maguire right? comes back in. Come, Maguire has to come back in. Lindelof has to come back in. What are you gonna do then? Right. What happens when, um, you know, I think Chelsea are fully stocked. But what happens when uh, Aubameyang gets injured? <laughs> Havertz is there again. Havertz is there again. Like so, these are the things that people, a lot of people, have to look at, right? The key weaknesses on their teams, yeah. um, and what happens with these overloaded games coming out throughout the season. I wish we got Memphis Depay as well, and he was so close too. Yeah, but uh, I don't. Something off happened there with Memphis, and I don't know yeah. what it was. Uh, I and then think he went back and posted something. I'm very happy. He's to very be happy to be person. here. Yeah, I think it's just because the window closed. Yeah, but the thing happened. is, they still there's still that thing on his contract that if he finds a team, they will let him go for free. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And I think that's so what I think that's so they'll what they'll pay. They'll pay him out, and then he get signed on to a new club? No, no, no. I don't think they'll pay him out. I think that the thing is basically he just gets to go and join the other club for free. Interesting. Instead of having to pay him that money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we we are we are deep into time here. Let's jump in real quick. My, um, let's talk about the Milan Derby. Real quick, quick, quick points. I want to talk about this game. It's obviously on our TV right now, but yeah. I want to talk about this game because this was a very, very phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Milan against that Inter Milan very very good game yeah um honestly the at the start it looked like inter wanted to play their i don't know this is not the inter that i that i that i well I no know. because the the one you, you know, knew is the conte one no yeah it was the one with the conte but i also, I also watched a couple of their games last season mm-hmm. actually and they looked a little bit more energetic Engaged, yeah. like they wanted to do something. This game, they were kind of very passive. Yeah, yeah. For a good sixty minutes, and then you know they they scored originally first. After they scored their goal, it's like they just said, "Okay, well, we scored our goal. Have fun, guys." <laughs> and then after uh, Milan were like, "Oh, okay, well, you know, we're gonna take those opportunities." Yeah. Like, you know, we talk about Rashford, but a guy who had a similar performance to Rashford uh, this. Uh, Weekend was Rafael Leal mm-hmm. scored two goals with an assist. Yeah. He was phenomenal. 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 Um, there's also this kid that they've got. I think they like maybe mentioned him last uh, last week. They yeah. they the Ketelare, um, very very phenomenal. Di uh, Ketelare. Eh? Yeah. I don't know where they got this kid from. I was talking to Corey the other day, mm-hmm. but uh, he he is a phenomenal player. Yeah. Very phenomenal. Good. He's a number ten. And the way he plays number 10 is just, like, sublime to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, graceful on the ball, uh, technical, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's very technical mm-hmm. and tidy in possession. Um, and his decision-making, I'm like, wow, I don't know how old you are. You look like you're 19, 
And if you are 19, wow, what such maturity this game. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 played very well. All these guys that look 19, they look like 20-something, bro. Nah, they look no, like the Ketelari looks like a, a kid to me, man. He looks, he looks very young. Um, and then Tonali. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have always mentioned that this guy is like the second coming of Andrea Perlo. Sandro, eh? Um Yeah, Sandro Tonali. Um, the kid... I've, I haven't watched him in a long time. Today, I actually, like, well, not today, the, the, the weekend, over the weekend, I watched him, and he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Milan came back, scored uh, the third goal. Yeah. Uh, scored well, 2-1, scored the third goal, 3-1. And then Inter were like, oh, I think we should wake up. <laughs> this is a derby. And then next minute, bang, they now scored. Yeah. And it, it was like knife edge. Yeah, What's going to yeah. happen? Mm-hmm. And then it ended up at, at 3-2. Yeah. Great game. I, I I think a lot of people are missing out on Italian league. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. people really need to. If you if you have the Fubo Sports Network, please tune in. Re- just record a couple of games, right? Yeah. May, you know the big games. Maybe there's some bad teams in the Italian league. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but it's the same thing with the Premier League. There's some fucking shitty teams in the Premier League too, course, as well. Yeah. It's just the Premier League is everybody just runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. runs like mad people. <laughs> Um, but uh, give give a couple of the top teams a chance, like mm-hmm. Napoli. I also watched Napoli. Um, I think it was against Lazio. Yeah, uh, Napoli one two one. Another good game. Like there there are a lot of good games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that a lot of people are missing out. So highly highly recommend go watch it. But this Milan derby was beautiful. Yeah. Um, but then also the other side of this. The Roma game. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bro, let's not even talk about that. Oh man, they got <laughs> torn up for nothing. Mourinho came back later on and said, uh, "I'd rather lose one game for nothing yeah. than lose four games one yeah, nothing." <laughs> this guy is hilarious. <laughs> I, I love I love Mourinho from afar. I keep him as far away from you, Manchester United. Uh, you will not see me uh, be very very upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, he he he. <laughs> They from the start they got it wrong. Cars dropped. Yeah. Uh, made a mistake, big mistake. He was supposed to clear the ball. He tried to chest it back to his goalkeeper. And Destiny with Doji, oh, man. man. That kid came from nowhere. I don't, Tot- I don't, Tottenham is getting that boy in the summer. Huh? Yeah, I don't know how good or bad he is. Maybe I need to watch out for Udinese a mm-hmm. little bit more. But um, the boy's a speed merchant. Yeah, yeah, speed merchant. But I, I need, I need to see how he plays. Like mm-hmm. you know. How is he with decision making? Oh, he's very he's, end product. He's very, he's very composed. He's yeah, very, like the, if you if you're on Instagram and you follow the Eagles tracker, mm. they put up all our our Nigerian players and they actually like talk about them and they show their highlights, mm. right? And then sometimes they do live. But I don't. I mean, yeah, I they, I stay I stay away I stay away from the highlights. He looked good this yeah. game. Mind no, no, no. Like yeah. they do lives and they talk about like their gameplay, like oh, how okay. like, okay. like how they play, how they played even. Without the highlights too, yeah. right? On, so on Nigeria, on Nigeria, real quick, I am fed up with that the Nigerian <laughs> national team. But I'll, the reason why we're not producing midfielders, yeah. we're not producing defenders. We have a surplus of wingers, mm-hmm. strikers, strikers, but there is no, 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 no defenders. Yeah. No, 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 no midfielders. Mm-hmm. It is really frustrating. It frustrates me every single time I try to. You know to watch it, but hopefully, uh, hopefully, Kanichuko and Mecca can can break nicely through Chelsea and actually become something. But isn't he going to be playing for England? Nah, they, bro, think about it, man. England has way too many players right now, and before you before you have to look at even coming into the squad. Yeah, good luck, homie. You'll be you'll, well, you'll be at least let, like maybe let's, thirty let's years hope old. He, let's hope he declares for Nigeria because yeah. it will be a good option. Nigeria, Nigeria needs to start getting aggressive with how they're getting their players. Well, you know, it's not it's not really that Nigeria needs to build their own players better. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we we had this podcast yeah, once. We, yeah, we, where we spoke about I talked this. about like, hey, shoot the product out, but at the same time, when you know, if you let these kids get get out early, mm-hmm. uh, they're gonna declare for for the country that they're playing in. Yeah, absolutely. But if you work with them over time mm-hmm. and you know set up a good structure behind them, they're yeah. gonna come back home anyway. But yeah, I tell, think people tell, tell them that you're you're, yeah, you're keeping up yeah. with them, you're watching them, and yeah. But anyway, excited I, for them to join. Yeah, I yeah. think we're we're I think we're making we're uh, I think we're we're they're really frustrating me. They need to build more more midfielders than yeah. than what we currently have. Um, on the same on the same vein, back on the Italian league, yeah. So three uh, two Milan derby, very very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend if you guys haven't. Uh, uh, please, please check out the Italian league. There's some real good talent on here that people are sleeping on, yeah. And they just just because they don't like the Italian league, that's uh, that's that's why. I um, I also think that um, Italians that they didn't qualify for this World Cup, yeah. But their future definitely looks bright. very very bright, mm-hmm. especially on the midfield side. You know, you hear me beat about the midfield a lot defensively. I'm maybe not too sure, mm-hmm. uh, but but midfield midfield wise, they really have a ton of talent that are coming through. Yeah, they've got Nicolo Zaniolo with Roma. Yeah, I mean, nice. yeah, he's, he didn't play this last time. He was injured, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Barella, who is now a mainstay in the Italian team. I think he can kind of lead those youngins as they grow. Yeah, uh, Tonali. Um, I'm missing a couple of guys that were on my head. I think I tweeted this out, but my brain is is not collecting the names right now. Yeah, but there are some real good talent. Oh yeah, Miretti. Miretti this yeah. kid from uh, I called him Mitrali and, last and, game, last time. Miretti, eh? uh, I don't know what his first name is. I just know him as Miretti. But he he played with Juventus yeah. and he looks amazing. Yeah, I think that the future for Italy looks really good. So. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it a World Cup this time, but in my opinion, who cares? You guys won the Euro. Yeah. What's the point? Like, in my opinion, I don't think they would have won the World Cup. They didn't. No, no, they didn't have the team to yeah, win yeah. the World Cup. Not yet. Um, but the Euro, they did the job. They secured the job, and and more power to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike that English team. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. that's the that's the scoop there. Yeah. Um, so. I think the last piece, just because we're pressing for time, Holland's. Uh, Menace. <laughs> I think we'll skip Alan's menace. Everybody knows how good the kid is, um, you know, but I, I, I really don't. I think we just don't have too much time for him right now. I think we just touch on it a little bit. We just like saying, guys, right now Premier clubs are messaging everybody trying to figure out. A well, way we to talked stop about Alan. this last time, though. Did we speak about this? Yeah, we did. Alan, Alan, like the other clubs, uh, have emailed a bunch of each each person to tell them, like, hey, this guy is wrecking us, and <laughs> how do we stop him? Look, he's gonna score goals. In fact, I think he could have scored. Way, he could have had four or five more goals. Yeah. If some of the the idiots on that team passed the ball to him, that's true. Uh, Phil Foden is a is a horrible he's selfish. Now. He's, he, I don't know he's what's going so, on. I don't know what's so going selfish. on with him. But he's been doing some weird things, and then this last game Kyle it was Walker. Kyle Walker, like a simple like pass to find the top, and and people were like, "Oh, it's a tapping." Yes, it's a tapping. Did you see the freaking beast? The way he moved, bro. Um. Anyway, nobody was catching him un- until until City finally start recognizing how how the players start recognizing how good they have it and how much they should take the opportunity when they have this boy playing for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, long let let them keep doing that. It doesn't matter to me because then you know they can they can shite the bed mm-hmm. for all I care. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Holland is too good. 
I mean, I was going to stop watching the Premier League when it came anyway, um, but I'm only watching because I have to do this podcast, man, <laughs> and I have to watch my team, Manchester United. If not, I'll just stop watching because this guy just dominates everybody he plays yeah. against. But he needs to score, so at least score one goal a game so we can get good on fantasy. He scored a goal last game. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, you know, because you're saying you have Haaland on your team, right? Uh, if you don't have Haaland on your full, uh, for, uh, uh, FPL, you you're know, dumb. For, for a while, I didn't. I didn't have him. Oh, anymore. my God. The, like, they literally, the one thing that City missed was a striker. Yeah. They finally got him. And Mo Salah is shit in the bed right now. Yeah, Mosala. Yeah, the 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 that's just Liverpool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm Everton. Everton had a good game against them, man. To be honest, I didn't. I didn't. They should have. They should have beat Liverpool. I didn't watch the game, but uh, look, I think Liverpool are going through a weird transition right now with their teams. Injuries again. Um, yeah, injuries. <laughs> but look like they plugged one of the holes with Arthur coming in. Which is hilarious because last podcast, about I was this. like, yeah, you know, Liverpool just go get Arthur. Yeah. Next minute, oh shit, Arthur's actually going there. <laughs> I'm like, was uh, Klopp listening to uh, our pod? Who knows? But um, who knows, right? But yeah, um, yeah the, the, that's the hole they needed to plug and I feel yeah. like they've they've done their due diligence in but you, trying to get somebody there. Yeah, the VAR robbed Everton this game because mm, the ball I saw, I saw the highlight the yeah, ball was in front of the player yeah literally so when he passed that ball and he slotted that in look i as i said i tried my best to stay away from, from VAR conversations like, because you're going to we we can have a special segment all all uh, midweek where we just talk about let's talk about VAR because VAR is not a problem for me mm-hmm. it is the same problem that we've had before that we're going to keep on having because you have the same person. You have people who are doing these things, mm-hmm. and that's what's happening here. Um, as far as as far as uh, as far as there's um, there is human beings managing mm-hmm. VAR, you're always gonna have these problems, and especially in the Premier League. The Premier League, for some reason. It seems like it's worse, worse. in the Premier League. Yeah, I, I watch I watch Italian league. And I don't uh, even, I even the don't French league it. too. The French league, uh, yeah, I don't even see the it. French, I don't see it. Bundesliga, I don't see it. But the Premier League, it always seems like it is the guys managing this stuff on the Prem the that are, that don't shady. know how to use it. So um, <laughs> some of them are shady too. Yeah. So like I, Mike Mike I, Dean and Anthony Taylor. Yeah, as I said, like stay away from stay away from talking about VAR yes it will make your you will make you you will live a longer life mm-hmm. all right so final topic um, how did your team do in the transfer window transfer window how did our team do we we got uh i can't remember who we got so we got Ericsson in we got Malasia in yeah both have been in my opinion very good uh Malasia was 15 million mm-hmm. Ericsson was on the free Mm-hmm. Some people are saying Erickson is making back the money that Pogba lost us. Yeah. Um, whatever that means. Until he wins a trophy, then I, I can say, sure, he's made it back. Yeah. Um, so, Erickson, we've got Malasia. Uh, we also got... Um, who else did we get again? We got Antony, mm-hmm. 80 mil. Yeah. We got Casemiro. Um, we got Dubravka. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know. Like, who... I, I'm probably missing... Am I missing somebody? I feel like I'm Casemiro. missing somebody. No, I mentioned Casemiro. Uh, Dubrav, I mentioned him. Um, oh, Lissandro. Lissandro. Oh, Lissandro how can I forget? Martinez. Oh, the the freaking beast, beast, uh, the, the butcher, the, short, the, the beast short, of the Argentina. Beast. He is phenomenal. Look, for our incoming, mm-hmm. I score it basically uh, 
we didn't get a striker. So I scored a four out of five. Yeah. But where United fail is the outgoings. Outgoings, yeah. Only what? Tell us went on loan. Mm-hmm. Who else went on loan? Bayou went on loan. Yeah. That's it. You guys didn't even get like, Ahmad Diallo alone. We, we haven't got him alone yet. But at least three, I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuan Zebe, I don't know if we've sold him. Yeah. Phil Jones still somehow is in Manchester United. I don't know why they haven't cut his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can talk about Pogba and the rest of them, but those guys, their contract ended. So, Wamata, yeah. Lingard, Pogba, uh, Batic, their contracts you know, ended. So, you can talk all about that. Mm-hmm. For me... We're still a defender short mm-hmm. because some of the defensive replacements that we have are not good enough. Right. And we're also a right back short because what happens if Dalo gets injured? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now. Who's playing right back? Aaron Wambisaka is going to play the mm-hmm. Ten Hag way. <laughs> Brandon Williams, he's not good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the squad is lacking depth, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They needed two more signings and they needed a lot more outgoings yeah. to kind of really balance things out. Uh, but we haven't seen it, so mm-hmm. I, I personally, I, I don't, I, I will rate this window a six out of ten. So two out of five for outgoings, four out of five for incoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a six out of ten is my rating for this uh, uh, transfer transfer window. Yeah. For Chelsea, I think we, to be honest, man, to be really honest, I think I think I call our window. At least a nine out of ten. Wow! At least a nine out of ten. <laughs> okay, let, let's hear Absolutely. it, sir. Let's hear it. We got in. Um, we took losses, right? We we made those we 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 made those decisions that may have gotten us some losses, but that's fine because we're building for the future, right? We got Cucurella in, right? Mm-hmm. We got in uh, Obama Yang transfer day deadline. We bought in Dennis Zachariah from Juve. That was a good buy. That was a good... It was a loan. It's a loan. I'm Sorry, good loan. Yeah. And good the thing loan. is, like, we don't have to worry about that till the end of the season. So we see how he does, if he can step up to it, right? Um, we also got in Connie Chukwemeka, uh, Cesar Caceredes from uh, from Inter. Um, we brought in another guy named Zakayev or something from, from, the, from Russia. But man, we built so much for the future, and we also built for the team, the first team as well. The women team also got players. Now, our outgoings, we sent out a lot of people. Emerson left, which is a shame. I love Emerson, but he's got to go because they're not using him. Emerson went. Alonso was gone. My biggest fucking that was the I was so happy at that. Um, we got rid of Lukaku, right? Because. He wasn't gonna be used, right? Um, who else did we? Who else did we send? I think everybody right now in the in the squad that we have is something that we needed. We got him for Fana. We brought for Fana in for seventy million, even though like I don't think he's like worth seventy, but it's better than yeah, eighty something. Yeah. It's better than eighty something, right? Um, and in that whole in that whole stretch, Tuku got his six players. The six, the six players that they were saying uh, in in the beginning of the of the transfer window, when he needs six players and he's got those six players. Kolibali came in, he's gonna take a little bit of time to adjust to that pace, but he he'll get there. It's only six games in. Um, the only thing I would have wanted to see more was probably in the midfield, like guys like Sangare, like Edson Alvarez. 
but that that did not materialize till like deadline day mm-hmm. so that that's not gonna work right bringing in Dennis Zachariah gives you a little bit of a of a closure with that right so now we have something if we need to go and get them next summer we can do that right but for now let's keep this Rafael Leal didn't go through because you know it was also close to the transfer I, deadline I would fucking love that kid to come on Chelsea right it seems like he's keen to come to Chelsea so he's a very good player we're, we are ready we're ready to go and get that deal done and get it over the line right we didn't get Josko Yavadeal it was so close 90 million we bid and it looked like it was gonna be close to getting where we but weren't you be. guys trying to get him for next year not this next year next season but they didn't want it no, no, no. So what happened was he now signed another deal with RB. Oh, you fucking for five me. years. Oh man! But I think with the ninety million that we bid, it still should be enough for five years. Deal. All these unambitious fucks, man. Right. And this is so baffling. I, I hope they have a re- uh, the release clause in there. Yeah. So we also we also uh, we also sold Billy Gilmore. He, sold, he went to yes, Brighton. He sold Billy we cut Russ Barkley's contract. <laughs> which was time mm. then a drink water gone yes. um what do you call it like so we made a lot of outgoings we brought the in the in guys for the first team for the for the young for the, for the youth as well and also we're building we're building this fucking midfield so much for the future and i think honestly it's a nine is it a nine to 9.5 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10 for me i think i'm very satisfied with this okay right the only no. thing i wanted more was probably De- Memphis Depay. And we almost got him. We almost got him. But look, honestly, that's a very fair analysis. I I looking at at that now, like the your outgoings, I'm like, absolutely that's yeah. a good that's a good window. Um it's I, I feel like out of all the managers that got back this mm-hmm. transfer, Tuko got back the most. Well yeah, we did we won the transfer window with the records with the record uh yeah. amount spent. Like right? he got back to like this guy has a fetish for yeah. like center backs and defenders and whatnot. And he got all of that in space. But here, here's the thing now. You're backed, bro. Yeah, you have, to, you have the, to perform. You have to perform You can't, you can't like, you know, Burley no went more, all no in. No more excuses. Burley went all in and said, my my manager is too cool. Yeah. And you guys need to do what's right and back him. Yeah. And earlier on, we were, like, kind of making fun of him. And, like, he needs to get a director of football. Mm-hmm. But he ended up. He ended up pulling it out of the yeah. bag, man. Like I'm, I, I was shocked looking at everybody was getting. I, the the Obama Young signing, I think, yeah. was kind of like a little blush. But you guys got him for such a good deal. It's oh like, wait, wait, wait. Another, another thing, it's actually a ten out of ten window. You know why? Mm-hmm. Scott McLaughlin got fired yesterday. <laughs> but isn't didn't he leave him like mutual consent? It could have been mutual consent, but. It could also be him getting fired, but I think yeah. I think that was that needed to happen. As soon okay. as that happened, I think that's a ten out of ten window for me, um, even though it may have happened after. Like okay, for people non non uh, uh, people well versed in this whole Chelsea thing, I saw the news, but I don't know exactly who it was. I heard he was on leave. Who is he? He's the head of recruit. Why was he like? Why is he an issue for you guys? Because at one point he was bringing in the most stupidest signings. Drink water. Yes. Ross Barkley. Yes. Okay. And when Conte wanted players, he would bring him different players. So not the ones that he wanted. I, I okay. The same thing with some other managers as well. The only person I think who maybe got his players would maybe Tuku and maybe Lampard with those two boys that he signed. Other right. than that, it was no. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks. This is the Calgary Bros Football Podcast. Um, a long, a long session. 
I uh, just want to say thank you if you lasted this long. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and, uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week yes. uh, to talk a little bit more about our teams and see how things are going there. Uh, please stay tuned. Uh, like, subscribe, share with your friends. We appreciate you all. Thank you. Cheers, guys.